0: Well good morning everybody. Um, I promise you that as you were coming into church underneath my mask I was smiling. It was so good to see some of you again physically for the first time in many months and so good to to see people coming into worship. Um, Sometimes I think we're too noisy as we prepare for worship but then other times I really love the fact that we chat to each other in, in Manifold, and it's one of the, the great qualities of course it's harder to do for us when we're sitting separated from each other and with masks on but, but, but feel free uh, when there are moments of silence to try and talk quietly uh, to your, your neighbour if you can but thank you Anne for uh, playing some lovely piano music just to lead us into worship so, I, observing you coming in, uh, can I just applaud you for the way you've arrived, uh, the way you've uh, followed the instructions. It's not easy to come to church and be expected to be told what to do, so can I start by thanking you for your compliance uh, with the the COVID-19 guidance that we're operating under. And thank you also to the team of helpers who have met over Zoom on a number of occasions to uh, plan and prepare for this opening, who've uh, arrived early today to go through some training, who have sanitised the seats that you're sitting in and who will sanitise at the end after you leave. I think uh, without that team and without that effort we wouldn't be meeting here today. But the good news is we are. We are here in this God's house, to worship God, to spend time in fellowship with each other, but most importantly, to settle into the presence of God. Although we are now starting this in-person worship on a Wednesday, and on a Sunday for the next few weeks, the chance to gather here and watch the online service please let me remind you that we are still going to be podcasting and I am looking at the camera so hopefully people will this afternoon or later this evening be able to watch and participate in our service by watching this service online and, and the way to do that I'll advertise it in the email and on Facebook but we do have our Manafield YouTube channel so if you've got used to watching the West Aberdeen services on a Sunday on the designated YouTube channel, then there is another channel, a new channel that's ours, just Manafield Church, and this video will be posted on there later this afternoon or this evening. Good and merciful God, you gather us in this place and you walk with us on the roads that we travel through life with our neighbours all around us, speak to us in these complicated times. We are your people. We are the people of the covenant called to care for one another without exception. Within these walls, out with these walls, our neighbours, our friends are struggling. Within these walls, out with these walls. Maybe we know one, in particular, who is struggling. Just as Jesus lived a commitment of coming near, we ask you, God, to come near to us, abide with us and in us, and then send us into the world, encourage us to come near to you, by your Spirit and to come alongside those we travel with in life. Let us pray. God, today we pray to you. We ask that you will inspire courage and compassion in us as we listen to a familiar story Stretch us beyond our usual boundaries. We come, Lord, to you from a time of great challenge for your people here in our society, city, and world. There is a recognised strong sense of fear within your people. Lord, come to your people with care and compassion and love. Lord, we recognise that we at times have failed to see our neighbours unless it is convenient or indeed scheduled as part of our daily pattern. We know that the good Samaritan ...comes near, as one who knows that the kingdom is near. And the kingdom of God, full of love and compassion and care for the other, ...comes near when we do the same. Lord, coming near to people is not easy, especially in these times. It's easier to withdraw and to hide in our homes to find reasons why we can't come and help that person. And then in our world, we recognise many types of division. Division plagues our world, and it will require a new kind of coming together in understanding and love. Forgive our hesitation. Make us bolder in our faith. Make us bold in our witness. Today in mercy we are reminded of your grace. Let us be at peace as a people of God who daily find strength in the hope that you give. To be at peace knowing that you draw near, that you are ever present and walking with us in the struggles that we go through. May we be bold ambassadors of courage and of Christ in our service today and all days. Amen. So over the next three weeks, we are looking at a very familiar story. Um, It's a story of the Good Samaritan, simply as that. But what I'm inviting you and what Amy... Oh, excuse me, Amy, because... Our first in-person worship, and I'm taking for granted that you've maybe watched the online videos, but a warm welcome to Amy for her first in-person worship here at Manifield. Amy is uh, a probationer, and she's going to be with us here in Manifield and part of our cluster group for 12 months. So uh, you'll get to know her, I'm sure, and we welcome Amy to Manifield. But Amy and I will be inviting you to consider this familiar story to really sort of delve into the story possibly with new eyes with new ears and definitely with a new spirit but let's hear the words of this familiar story the parable of the good samaritan just then a lawyer stood up to test jesus teacher he said what must i do to inherit eternal life. He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live." But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbour? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him there. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him and when I come back I will repay you whatever you spend. Which of these three, Jesus asked, do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy, Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. So let me get into character. Not Keith for the next five minutes, but Sam. Because I'm the Samaritan. And that story you've heard about me gets me embarrassed. You see, I'm a man from Samaria and often when people tell me the story they call me the Good Samaritan. Makes it sound as if I'm always good. Always thinking the right things. Always doing the right things. It makes me sound like I'm some sort of goody, goody two-shoes. And let me tell you I'm not. Let me tell you a version of what happened. You see, I'm a traveller. My job takes me to a lot of different places in my country, Samaria, and sometimes into other countries like Judea and Galilee. Most people can't pronounce my full name, so they just call me Sam. Sam. Easy to remember. Sam from Samaria, Sam the Samaritan. On the day that this story takes place, I was travelling in Judea from the city of Jerusalem to a town called Jericho. It's quite a long journey, and so I was travelling with a donkey to carry a load. I have to watch what I say and what I do when I'm in Judea. There are some people who live there they don't like Samaritans. And to be fair, a lot of Samaritans don't like the people who live in Judea. It's silly, really. A long time ago, Jews and Samaritans had an argument about race and politics, about who belonged to whose family, about the right way to worship God. About some other things as well. In fact, we've even forgotten what we were arguing about. But the result was that Jewish children and Samaritan children were taught that they should dislike each other, that they should call each other names, that they should be unkind to each other, and they certainly should never play with each other. And that's always what they did. And as a child, well, I couldn't help it, but I did it too. Looking back, I was never really sure why. And now, as I've grown up, I know to be careful travelling in Judea. So I don't give anyone an excuse to start a fight. Anyway, I was on my way to Jericho. It's quite a lonely road in places, and people don't like to hang about on that road. It's got a reputation for being dangerous. It's usually quite quiet, in my experience but this on this day i heard someone in the distance groaning and when i got nearer i could see it was a man lying on the side of the road he looked awful he'd been beaten up he was bleeding badly and whoever had robbed him had taken all his money and even t- taken his clothes when i went over he could hardly talk his throat was dry from the hot sun he must have been lying there for a while So I gave him a drink. I tried to soothe his wounds and then bandage them. He was in no fit state to walk. I managed to get him onto my donkey's back, and with me carrying my things, we set off slowly down the road, looking for the nearest inn. In fact, I knew there was an inn not far down the road. I'd stopped at it before. But the innkeeper and his wife were surprised when we arrived. Yes, they knew me quite well, but I'd never turned up with anyone before. Certainly not a wounded man, and certainly not a man who was a different race from me. Other travellers staying at the inn were surprised too. They probably didn't expect that I should be helping someone who was supposed to be my enemy. Anyway. But the man had never hurt me, so why should I not help? Between us all, we got the man into a room, and I bathed and I fed him. And I I paid for a night's accommodation for him. He was fast asleep. I needed to leave at midday, so I talked to the innkeeper, and he and his wife agreed to look after the man until he was able to travel to his home. I I asked them to get him all that he needed, and I told them that I would pay for it when I next visited, whatever it cost, no problem. I was a regular customer, They knew me. I paid my bills and time. They had no problem with that. So I left the man at the inn and went on with my journey. And that's it, really. It's not a difficult story. It's a story that's made me quite famous. But actually, it's a simple story. A man was in trouble. I could help. And I did. That's the story that always gets me, this name, the Good Samaritan... As I said at the beginning it makes it sound as if I'm always good but I'm not like everyone else I'm a mixture of good and bad I'm just a normal person but I could help and I did the word normal is something that has cropped up a lot in the last five or six months hasn't it? We we look to be getting back to that normal, our normal life. But, you know, there's something about that old normal that I would like to think we could somehow see the back of. Because let's face it, that old normal, think about our world in that old normal. Think about all the disputes and the fights and the fallouts between one nation and another, between one race and another. Think about about all the ways that human beings treat other human beings, holding a certain group back on account of their nationality, or their race, or the color of their skin, or their appearance, or their educational abilities. That old normal is not necessarily something that we should be sprinting to get back to. Is it normal to help people in society? Well, yes, in in some ways it is. And we've got some wonderful third sector charities in Aberdeen, in Scotland, in the United Kingdom, in the world. And we know that there are wonderful, wonderful people, individuals who act very caringly towards others, who go out their way at times to help a neighbour. But outside of that, we might say that somehow we live in disjointed societies where for some people it's not normal to go out of their way to help other people. Sometimes people actually go out of their way to cause damage or harm to others but even if we're not consciously doing that as a people, holding back help from others is in a sense a form of harm caused to them. So what should the, new, the normal be for you and for me? Well, we're here today. We've made an effort to come here today. Therefore, we can assume that we are people who know our Bible, who know the story of the Good Samaritan, who know the teachings, who know the lessons. We are people who probably strive in our normal to look out for others, to care for each other. But it doesn't harm being reminded of that today as we listen to the story of Sam the Samaritan. And particularly, possibly, in these times when we have had to isolate, when we've had to stay away from other people, and even now it's not safe to just go willy-nilly, to go and help people um, face-to-face, hand-on-hand, with the the typical Aberdeen bosie and hugs and and, 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 and kisses and care. We, We know we need to be careful. But Sam... Is reminding us of our duty, of care, our responsibility to the people that we share this wonderful world with. And if somehow we have, in these last months, made a priority of looking after ourselves and looking after the people that we care about, our loved ones, then at some point we're going to have to broaden and, and widen our duty of care, recognizing that we as God's people are called upon to make our normal the care of our neighbours, the care offered to all people. And believe you me and you will know this yourself in these times there are many who need our care. Our practical charitable care of those who are living in our city and in our country, but also the care that we can give those faceless many who, because of the systems of the world, because of the the, the racism and because of the way people are treated, need our care in other ways as we recognise them as our neighbour, as we accept them, and as we seek justice for them. That's the normal for you and for me, even in these times. Let us pray. God of love, give us a deep love for you, so that we can see the world through your eyes as you see it, and feel the compassion that you feel, and be a people whose lives mediate your love to others. Open our eyes that we might see what the good Samaritan saw. Grant us the insight to see the need in others. The wisdom to know what to do. The will to do it. We pray for all those people who in many and various ways have been stripped, beaten and left for dead by our society and world. We pray for the children who are growing up in the most awful of circumstances, especially those who are starved not just of food, but also of love, who find it hard to find shelter and know no security. May they receive instead the future that you have planned for them, We pray for those who might cross the road to avoid those who've been excluded socially because of their race, their financial status, or their history. May the dignity that is theirs be restored to them. God, in your mercy, today we pray for all the world in this time of COVID-19. We pray for those who perhaps intended to be here today but who at the last minute felt a bit nervous or anxious about turning up. We pray for those who continue to be nervous and anxious about travelling and being in the different places of our community where people gather people who are still scared to go to the supermarket or to go out for coffee. Lord, help all those living in our society in these times. And as you give us a deep love for you, help us take that love that we might use it in the world to care for your people and to show compassion where it is needed. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Amen. Thank you, friends, for joining together in this worship. And a reminder that we'll be here again on Sunday to watch the online worship. And we'll be here again next Wednesday. I think by now you you know how we do it. There are the various phone numbers and email uh, that you can uh, uh, show your intention to come to worship. Um, We're certainly under capacity Uh, We hope that uh, on a Wednesday And then soon on a Sunday We might get up to the capacity Um, But uh, thank you for coming today Uh, Thank you for your offerings Which we dedicate to the work of God There is also a card reader and machine there If if you would like to give that way Thank you for the offerings that you give by standing order And for the offerings that you give By way of your gifts and talents uh, Given to the church For the work of God's mission In the world Uh, Cafe Connect is open, um, so although we need to leave here on instruction from our team and technically we're meant to leave the church grounds uh, uh, as quickly uh, as we can because we are a registered um, coffee shop, they obviously are open and uh, there are tables inside, socially distanced and there are seats outside and I think the sun is shining through that window so we might just get a quick coffee outside. Thank you for coming today. It means a lot to me and I think to all who are here that we're gathering in this one place. Go from this place and may the grace of God, the love of Jesus Christ and the energy of the Holy Spirit be with you and all whom you love this day and forevermore. Amen.